So, Ibrahim, welcome to the uh, Hustling with Houses podcast. How's things with you, mate? Really good, my friend. Really, really good. Super excited for this conversation. But uh, can't complain, man. It's almost December. Year's coming to an end. Looking forward to a new year. I'm not really one of those new year, new me type of guys. But, uh, you know, it's always good to look at the journey you've had for the year and also be, you know, anticipating what the, the other year could look like as well. So, yeah, no, I'm excited, man. Most definitely, most definitely. It looks like it's been in a, a good year for you. Can't complain, my friend. Cannot complain. Cannot complain. <laughs> How about yourself? How's it been? Uh, yeah, brilliant, mate. Absolutely brilliant. And um, I love the positivity. So just for people who don't know you, Ibrahim, then, what is it you do? And where are you from? And what what is your profession, if you like? Brilliant. That where I'm from question is weird. Like, I, I remember one of my good friends used to say he's from the four corners of the earth. And and now I understand where he's coming from, right? Because, you know, he's got a similar trajectory to myself. But, you know, I was born in Nigeria, moved to the UK, London. Two years later, moved to Cambridge. You know, six years later, seven, eight years later, I'm not quite sure. Moved to Southampton, spent eight years there. Uh, and then now we're back in London. So I feel like I've been everywhere. I said, where am I from? I don't know. Mate. I don't know. I'm from the world. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but currently I reside in London. What do I do? Uh, property. Property. So, um, but I, I specify specifically in, in short-term rentals. So you might have heard of Airbnb, Booking.com, VRBO, all those type of things. So I speci um, specialize specifically in that area of property. Also the coaching and mentoring. You know, so once I've kind of built my own six-figure business, now I just... It's not, you know, because I just want to help people get along in their journey. Oh, I don't know. Listen, I'm making money from the coaching as well. Don't get me wrong. But there is that part of me. You know, I come from absolutely nothing. In fact, I was speaking to um, a, a friend of mine who I had. I was on the door. So he, he used to work in Soho House. He was in the cloakroom of Soho House, right? And I was security on the door when I just first moved to London. And he's been seeing my content, all of this stuff. And he just basically me like, I want to get into property. Like, what, what are you doing? Like, what is going on? Um, so I, I was just chatting to him today. And he was saying, okay, cool. But how do I do this if I've got the money? I've got, you know, bad credit. And no one's, I can't find a guarantor. And like, when I say I want to help people, that's kind of what I mean. Because that's my background. And I was saying to him, I'm like, bro, like, this is so crazy because you know me. So when I'm telling you this... You're not going to think I'm giving you some marketing spill. But I'm like, bro, that was me. Like, you know this, right? I said, you ain't got to worry about that. I can show you how to do it. And that's what I mean by I want to help people because it's just, I know the difficulty of these barriers that we have in our own heads that we think, oh, because of this, I can't do this. Because of this, I can't do this. Without really having the full knowledge or information to make that decision, it's just something as humans, naturally, we go towards the negative as opposed to trying to find how can we actually do it. Uh, Tony Robbins says the, the power of the questions you ask determines the quality of your life, right? So if you ask powerful questions, it's going to give you the answers. Sorry about that. Let me just stop that. If you ask powerful questions, it's going to give you powerful answers. If you're saying, I don't think I can do this because of this, 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 and this, then your mind is going to say, hey, listen, it's going to be really difficult for you to do that because of this, 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 and this. If you ask the question, how do I do this? Even though I've got this, this, and this, how do I do this? Bang, your mind takes into action, starts to look for the answers, and ultimately you will get the answers because guess what? Someone else has done it before you, all right? And so the power of your questions are really, really, uh, the quality of your questions are really, really powerful. I completely agree. I completely agree, and I love the positivity. But So when did you get started in service accommodation then, Ibrahim? 
just a couple of years ago. Okay. Wow. It's been a journey so far. Yeah, it's been a journey. It's been it's been crazy, man. I actually I so for me, twenty twenty, which is basically three years ago. So the whole COVID thing started, um, you know, lockdown, all digital situations. But I was working for an investment firm in the city, right? And my mom went into intensive care. Like, obviously, the whole COVID thing, ventilator, all of that. Scary times, you know, I'm the elders from an African background. It's, you know, you, it's, it's kind of, you're the elders, right? Mm. So uh, I'm, I'm kind of stressed and I'm worrying about all of this. My missus is pregnant at this point. I'm thinking about the future because I'm thinking, wow, yesterday my mom was cool. Like, today I've got the call and all of a sudden we might never see her again. Like, this is crazy. So I'm just processing all of this and obviously I've got, you know, calls coming in from Nigeria, people trying to find out what's happening with this. I've got to take some time to just clear my head and figure out what I've got to do. And this is a company where I'm doing 80 plus hours a week, absolutely smashing the killing there, flying. I'm sacrificing everything, you know, for this company. Not for this guy, I was getting paid well, don't get me wrong, but... You know, I was giving it all. But I'm like, everyone knows what's happening. It's not as if I just, oh, my mom just had this illness. We're not sure where it is. It's like, it's all good. It's everywhere, right? I'm not one to take time off work anyway. So I called to say, hey, I need to take time off. This is what's happened. You know, I've got to look after my family, all of this sort of stuff. And I'll just never forget, like, how it made me feel, right? Like, because the, the sentiment ultimately was, your clients need you. And it's like, I, I, and it just, it just kind of made me realize that it doesn't matter what, how sick you or you think you might be, it's how much money you're making from your job or whatever it might be. Ultimately, if you don't have the control, like people making decisions based on the quality of life that you can live, you don't get to decide that, right? If you're like, it's just that simple. You do not get to decide the quality of life that you want to live. Now, you might have the illusion that you've got a certain quality of life within the parameters that they've allowed you to. So I've got, you know, 28 days a month. That's when, and you're like, yeah, I can go to France. I can go on this holiday. I can go. But bro, what if I wanted to spend three months on holiday? Like, what if that's what I wanted to do? Like, you don't get to make that decision. It's just, it's just this carved out experience. So, but that's when it really, really hit home to me because before that, my missus has been telling me like, what are you doing? Look how many hours you're working. I'm about to bring a child into this world. Like, how are you? Like, this is not going to work. This doesn't make sense. And I'm saying, I'm saying to her, listen, what are you talking about? Look how much money we're making. You know where I come from. You know, the background, look at how much money. This is what it takes for us to earn what we're earning. Like, this is it. You know what I'm saying? And this is the mindset I genuinely believe in this stuff, right? Because that's what we're taught. Um, but it was in that moment I could just... I could hear her voice in my head. I could hear me because when she was saying these things, I kind of got greedy with her, but I wasn't trying to obey the man in the house, right? Like, I wasn't trying to be like, oh, yeah, 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 nah, nah, nah. You're, not that you're, like, you're, you're not right and I'm wrong, but it was just more like, well, this is how we're going to make this money. There's no other way. So there's no other people that's going into this conversation because this is how I provide, like, this is what we have to do. But in the back of my mind, I was like, this is crazy. Like, how am I even going to see my door? Like, I'm, did have it that like growing up, right? No, 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 my dad would do these sort of things. I did have father figures, like you know, so I'm not gonna disrespect them. Definitely had father figures, and that was another thing. A couple of weeks before this stuff happened, the, the man who was, you know, my father, right, my father figure, he died two weeks before that, right, before this my mom's incident. So all of these things were going through my head, right. 
So in that moment, I could just hear my missus' voice. I was like, nah, you know what? Like, this is, this is it. Like, I'm done. I'm never, ever working for someone ever again in my life. And it's crazy, the power of a decision. When you make a decision, like, truly make a decision, that means there are no other options but this path. That's when things really happen. You know, that's what's really, really powerful. Because then I said to myself, okay, cool. What are the terms of questions? How do I get that? How do I make that happen? What do I need to do next? And then it just feels like all of a sudden, all of these different, you know, these YouTube videos, you get all these mentors, we're not getting to property without using any of your own money and blah, blah, blah. You can, all of a sudden, I start seeing them everywhere because I'm searching for them, right? I'm looking for this stuff. And, you know, but I did just have to set one of them up, you know, went onto a webinar, did all that stuff, listening as the days going on. I'm thinking, I, I can do this, you know, like, I hear what this guy, like, I can, I can do this, like, but can I though, right? Because I've come from a background where I've got this massive company behind me. So when I'm calling clients, kind of, kind of, they're willing to listen because I'm going, hey, I'm calling from, so I'm like, but now I'm going to be calling from Ibrahim Limited. <laughs> so I'm like, who cares about Ibrahim Limited now? I'm really going to get joined. But when they're showing this, testimonials of different people. They've done that, they've done it that. That person hasn't got two heads. Not smarter than me. Like, you might be better looking than me. Nah, that's difficult to be fair, but, you know, <laughs> but they haven't got two heads. Like, what's going on? So I said, okay, I, I can do this. So I invested my money, did the mentorship, did the training, and then that's when things just come to cough, right? It's about implementing. I, I always talk about knowledge is power, right? Because there's so many people who don't train the same time I've done training. So many people who actually, I started working within that company as a mentor because I had some experience in property, right? Um, I'd been in property for 10 years before this point. You know, so they, they actually saw that and then they brought me in. So I started mentoring after a little while of getting my own results. I started mentoring within the academy. And I would see that just hundreds of people just coming through and learning the information, but not actually applying the information. And and that's really where the big difference is, right? Um, but it was, it was only just... If I said just about a couple of years ago, I said, okay, you know what? I see what's happening here. And I believe that I can do things a little bit differently to actually help people. Because the way that I see mentorship is, you know, you can look into it and say, you've paid your money. Now it's up to you to go and implement. And I don't understand that mindset. I really do. But for me, the way I say is, well, you've paid your money. is because actually you don't, yes, you don't have the knowledge, but you also don't yet have the tools and the resources. And I'm talking about the mental tools to be able to actually go on and do these things. You know, the accountability, the hand holding and say, nah, you've paid me. Now I'm going to drag you kicking and screaming, you know, to actually get your results. That's kind of the way that I see it. So that's why I said, you know what, let, let me actually focus on doing that for myself. But before I do that, let me just go and build a big business in this space. So I actually understand what I'm talking about when I'm, when I'm showing people this stuff. So that's pretty much how it was started, man. I, I I love that story and I love your passion. It's it's um it's it's infectious. But um, do you think obviously you were in that? So it, it's crazy how something. I imagine up until that point you thought, okay, this is my job, this is my career, this is what I'm I'm sort of doing, and then all this came sort of tumbling down. Your mum in hospital, and your father picked up the and away and stuff like that, and that was like sort of the deciding point for you then just to go okay right this this ain't it this really ain't it is that that's what it sounds like and it's sometimes you need something that's so bad to happen which is terrible to really change your mindset and think right this is it i've, I've had it myself with, with certain things but 
you've got a re- really interesting story there. Really interesting story. And I always say to people, like, don't wait for that point. Like, it's, it's pointless. Yes, I've had to experience it, but, you know, my my testimony should be like, should be like the kit that you need to actually just get started now. Why wait to that point where someone makes you feel like crap? You know, where you feel like, raw, I've, I've busted my all this time. For, and this is how you treat, like, what's the point of, why do you want to embarrass yourself to get to that point? Why do you have to wait up until the point where you feel like you've got no more options or choices? Like, you can make that decision right now, like today. To change right now as we're speaking. So there's nothing stopping people from changing that. And you gotta think, for someone like me as well, right? I had a failed business before going to the city, before coming to London, in Southampton, right? I started a brokerage. So it, it's weird how I did this whole 360, the way your mind works during failure, right? Because I I, I you know, I had a business at this point with my missus that time as well. Um, and I kind of said to her, listen, you go do your thing, go drama school, I've got you, all of that, don't worry about that, we're good now, don't say, like, this is it, now we're, we're, we're rocking and rolling, like, life is going to be good now, so go do all that, I've got you, and then within just a few months, the business came crashing down, crumbling, right, that, that was the first time that I actually had, well, not the first time, I guess that was the one time um, that I had, you know, depression, because... I just felt like everything would come crumbling. Now, if you think about, you know, where I was, you know, I got kicked out of home, young, you know, homeless in the streets. People used to look at me like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's just what it is, right? I, I never saw myself that way, but that's the way people looked at me. And I, I used to remember just thinking, don't worry, like, I know this is what you're thinking, but like, just watch, just watch. And I remember those feelings. And then you go through all of that journey, and you finally start your own business and you just feel like, yes, I've cracked it now. Like, this is going to be good. The family are like, oh, my God, look at this kid, the sweetest love for all of this sort of things. And then you tell your missus, go drama school, I've got you. And then for that to fail just a few months later, that hit me like a ton of bricks. But that was like, like, that was crazy. Like, that was crazy. And I was in my room for a couple of weeks, didn't going out, nothing at all. Um... And then the funny thing is, when I came out of that, I said to myself, I'm done with all of this. It's now time to just focus on making as much money as possible. And that's actually when I went back to employment, which is insane. Because at that time, I thought that employment was the answer, right? Because I just wanted this security. I don't care. I'm going to work and I'm giving 100%. At the end of the month, I'm going to get paid, right? And it's crazy to think that like, that was my solution to that problem. I found out like, instead of saying, okay, you know what, you failed. What did you do wrong? What can we do differently? You know, let's start again. I said, now nah, I'm going to go do employment. You know what I'm saying? And then that moment then comes when it comes, actually, now, nah, bro, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, this is, do you know what I mean? This, this is not the one. So it's weird the way the mind plays tricks on us. And also, it is this comfort blanket. The way that, you know, people talk about the system is broken. And I'm like, no. The system is not broken. It's broken for you, but the system is working perfectly fine for the way it's been designed. It's designed to do exactly what it's doing right now. They just didn't have you in mind. Like, you're not a part of it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's just the unfortunate nature. And it was then I realized that, rah, okay, cool. For anything to actually change, I'm the one who has to change. And if I really want to live the life that I desire and that I feel like I deserve, then I'm going to have to go and create that no matter what it takes, right? But I had to get to rock bottom to, to make that decision. Uh, you guys don't have to do that. You can start right now. Yeah. 
I love that. I absolutely love that. It's, it's yeah, it's absolutely incredible story. So when when you started then, what was your sort of first deal? Obviously, it's a scary, it's a scary thing having a failed business before. I, I've experienced that myself. It's it, it's horrible. You never want to go back to that place because it, it 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 can be like you say depressing. But and like you said, just after it, it can give you a blurred vision. That's why obviously you went back into employment and you were you. You know, it, it's worrying, isn't it, when you've got no income coming in? But what was your sort of, what was your sort of first deal after that then, and how, how was your mindset going into that? Was you uh, because of the incidents that happened, had your mindset changed, and you were like, okay, right, this is it now, this has got to work, or was you like, okay, let's be, let's be cautious on this and get some education, which obviously done, and then go into it. Yeah, I think I think go hard and go home. Um, I honestly think go hard and go home, but. I'm also, I'm also the one who tell people, listen, when people are telling you, just jump out, quick at nine to five, two months, you can make with this money. I always say like, listen, they aren't gonna pay the bills. Like, anyone telling you that, tell them, okay, cool. Have my bills for the next six months. You just put that money into my bank account and then I'm with you. Let's do it. Do you know what I'm saying? You're like, listen, it's, you got to cut your cloth accordingly. Right, you've got to look at your situation, you've got to be pragmatic and you've got to be serious about this. But the most important thing is that you're taking actually every single day towards the accomplishment of your goals. Without that, it doesn't matter how technical you are, how much thinking, oh, I'm going to save up. All of that's nonsense, right? You've got to be taking steps every single day towards accomplishing your goals. But you guess you do have to actually be pragmatic. But for me, it's actually a very, very different story because I've kind of explained what happened from that, went to this coaching company, started becoming a mentor within their academy. And then I'm seeing the way things are. And I think, well, you know what? I can actually do things a little bit differently because in my space, what people tend to focus on is a strategy called rent to rent, which means you rent the property from the landlord. You then, you know, have the right contracts in place that allows you to sublet the property. You then list these properties on these short-term rental platforms like Airbnb, Booking.com, and whatever you make on those platforms, minus what you have to pay the landlord for the rent is what you actually get to keep, right? That's your profit. So this is what people teach in this space. Coming from me now, my background, no money, bad credit, no one believes in you enough to actually get a guarantor for you. So how am I going to do that? How am I going to get someone to rent a property to me? It's difficult. And I'm seeing these examples coming from seeing people spending their money and then on the back end realizing no one's even doing deals with me. Like I can't, I can't get started. And then after a couple of months of that, it kills their motivation. Two years later, you see them, they're back again because now they've got this spark of motivation again, but two years is gone. And then you might find yourself in the same situation again anyway, right? So I said, you know what? I feel like I can do things a little bit different because I used to be an estate agent. That's, when, that's how I started. So I said, okay, cool. What do estate agents do? They don't rent properties from landlords, right? They don't have this same level of risk. Like, how do you build a big business when, when the cost of product is like five, six, seven, eight K, because that's where it is to buy one product or to build a product. Imagine if you, if, you know, KitKat, it costs eight grand for every KitKat and then you got to sell it for like 8,500 to make any profit. It's like, bro, how many KitKats can you really build? Like, how many can you really make? Like, it's difficult. When you think about all these companies that are scaling, it's like the cost of acquisition has to be a lot smaller. What if it's zero? That sounds a lot more enticing. So I said, well, that's okay. That's the model. Why can't we bring that model into this space, right? So for me, going back to the first deal, that was the mindset. I went into this with a mindset of how can I help people who are just like me? 
like who in that situation, who maybe doesn't have the financial budget, the credit, all of these sort of things, right? So I was very, very clear how I was going into it. So much so that the first deal that I got, easy deal to do rent to rent. This deal was easy to do rent to rent. Properties went vacant for three years. The previous tenant had punched to hold in the wall. They basically flipping kicked the door down. This landlord, he was tired, man. He was just like, he had not rented out the property for two years because it's like, I'm done dealing with tenants. So this was very easy for me to go, listen, I'm a professional. I'll rent that property from you, right? And then you just have to come to me. I'll give you guaranteed rent for the next three years. Easily, very, very easily. But I went into this with a mindset of how can I help people who were just in my own situation? So I said, okay, cool. Now, what we're going to do is we're actually going to manage this property for you. You know, we're going to do this. You've got to invest this amount of money. You've got to get the furniture. You've got to do all of this sort of stuff. But once you've done that, here's the revenue compared to what you're going to get from your rental. You know, we're talking typically double or triple the revenue from the same property, right? So that's how the first deal was. And then we just kind of taking it from there. Impressive. So now I can tell, obviously, even just from messaging, yeah. You, you you completely systemized now by message you and um and you've got a like a sort of virtual assistant or a, a social media manager should I say um and they're and they're doing that also is that how you you've grew to a point of where you are now systemized I imagine yeah hundred percent that systems are so so important man because you know ultimately everyone talks about financial freedom in two months listen what does it really mean you know for me within this business it means that. I can come and do this Zoom in the middle of the day because I'm actually filming today, like a filming day. So this bright thing shining here, that's my softbox, right? So I'm doing some content. Um, like I, I can just come and do this in the middle of the day. You know, any issues going on in my property business, you know, I've got operations managers who can actually take care of that. That to me is really where the freedom comes in. You know, so I got to come film the content and then edit and does it. Social media manager pumps out the content on social media and all these good things, right? Um, but it's, it's also the same in the property business as well. You know, systems, tools, all of these things is ultimately what gives you freedom because the more manual things are, obviously, the more, you know, manual equals time. Equals literally physical time. And if you don't have that physical time, then it actually means you have to pay for more stuff. Oh, yes, we've already got stuff. But if we had to do everything physically, then you have to actually pay for more stuff unless you want to, again, sacrifice your time to do all of these things. So, you know, having systems and automations in place is almost... It's, it's a non. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. So that's great. Then, so with, with your with your service accommodation business, what is your? Obviously, I'm, I imagine it depends on the deal, but. What is your client type? Is it contractors you go for, or is it, or is it the tourists, or what? Does is that the deal dependent? Is it or? Yeah. So 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 what you want to do is understand the location, understand the location. Is there traffic coming to this location? What type of traffic? It's almost irrelevant up to an extent, but it's also very relevant at the same time because the type of traffic determines the most profitable type of property within that location. Right. But it doesn't mean it's only just one type of traffic. So, for example, if you're looking at contractors, you want to get maybe slightly the, the bigger properties. You know, maybe three bed, I think, is prime. Maybe four, fucking really good as well. But three bed specials is where you can get as many beds in there are beautiful. Right. Um, if you're looking at areas where, you know, perhaps it's just 
is just um you know international families coming over. They actually just want to be a little bit smaller because they're just coming on every day. You know, maybe a one or a two bed. You know, that can sleep like four or six. You know, that's beautiful. That's perfect in those locations. So understanding what type of traffic is coming is great, but you know, we don't limit ourselves to just focus on one type of traffic. Some people do that. That's a strategy that you know, by all means, people can adopt. You know, but for us, you know, we we're in London, right? So. There's London is just you've got contractors, you've got family members, you've got internationals, you've got all of these people coming. So, you know, depending on what location, you know, the, the property is, then we would just adapt to the, you know, what type of traffic typically tends to come to that location. Yeah. And obviously so with you doing it in London, I know they've got the is it the ninety day rule now, is it they've got there? how are you planning that? How is 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 that has that been a bit of a nightmare? There's two there's two ways to go about it. I'm just very honest and just very real. Um, the truth is, no one cares. <laughs> it's just, listen, I can sit here and try and give you all this technical, like, this is why I'm just different. I'm just me, I'm just honest with you guys and just say, hey, this is the truth. There are tens of thousands of units in London, but hang on, there's a restriction. So, how's that possible? Because no one cares. Airbnb don't care. Booking.com don't care. The London government doesn't care, right? And the reason why they don't care is because they can see these properties everywhere. They know for a fact these properties cannot be following the rule because guess what? There's not professional company, there's not mine. If you just got a house and you're just sticking on Airbnb, you can do the 90-day rule because it's just your guys, 90 days, you're gonna make a bit of money and you're good. But if I'm a professional business, mm -hmm. I can't do that. I have to have this available throughout the course of the year, you know, to make it a viable proposition. They know that. All right, so if they're not worried about my hair, why the hell should I be worried about the money to make? Ooh, make my money, right? And then when everyone decides to really regulate this stuff, and, and, and I do welcome regulation, I think, you know, once regulation comes in, then everyone understands what parameters they're playing. I don't think the 90 dollar rule is really a viable solution um, because, you know, it's 90 days. You can't create business, and, and the business of Airbnb now is huge. And if you just want to restrict it to, to homeowners, it's not really going to be viable. Why? Because homeowners are not as flexible as business owners. I don't want this sort of person coming to my house. Oh, no, you can only hang around in that. It's not really great. But because it's bringing so much traffic and so much economy here, they also don't want to lose that traffic. So they need professional outfits like ours to actually serve those customers. So that's why everyone's just kind of turning a blind eye to it. So regulation should come in, something that's more tangible, that's more practical, that we can work around. And then that way, you know, it's gonna it's gonna kind of weed away the you know the cowboys from you know the real professionals who are doing something correct. So I do welcome it, but right now the wild wild west, baby. <laughs> it really has been it's been absolutely great talking to you. And um, there's not there's not much more time left, unfortunately. But where it'd be it'd be great to catch up again, maybe maybe next year and see where you're at. Then you you know you're so passionate, and it's it's been great to meet you. So. Where would be best to to contact you if anyone's after mentoring or looking to just connect with you? Where's where's the best places and platforms to to find you? I'm on all of them. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, LinkedIn. Um, for someone who wants to contact me, talk about mentorship, things like that, probably the best place is to go onto my Instagram and then just send me a DM. You know, like you've like you said, you, you've been through the funnel, like I said, right? So we've been um, the social media manager. You know, the team will pick it up. And then, you know, just kind of, well, let you know what the next steps are going to be. So, yeah, everything is there for you. But, yeah, just drop me a DM on um, Instagram and then we turn it from there. So, it's Ibrahim Brian Wealth. Ibrahim Brian Wealth uh, on Instagram, TikTok. 
Brilliant. Well, like I say, it's been it's been absolutely great speaking to you. I can see how passionate you are, and like it's it's been it's been great speaking to you. So, um, yeah, all the best, Ibrahim. And like I say, if we can catch up next year, it'll be brilliant. And it's it's unfortunate we only had a quick 30, 35 minutes here, but um, if we can catch up next year, that'll be absolutely brilliant. Absolutely, I'm sure there's there is a lot we can make that happen. And thank you very much for for giving me the platform and for you know. Uh, you know, give me the opportunity to speak to your audience and the rest of it. So yeah, I do appreciate that. No problem at all. I'm sure everyone's gonna gonna love it. Top man. All the best and uh, much success to you, Ibrahim. Okay. Thanks, Carl. Likewise, take care, buddy. You too. Bye now.